Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that chasing health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming a best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or life topics in general, we've got you covered. All right, let's not waste any more time and dive right into the show. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Chasing Health Podcast. I have with me today, Tina Dominguez. We met through the Nutritional Coaching Institute um, a while back. Initially, we connected, I think, first on like Instagram and just kind of followed each other for a little bit of time. And then we got to meet in Nashville earlier last year. Gosh, I'm, I'm still thinking we're in 2021 oh now. <laughs> last year. Um, and then again in Scottsdale in Arizona. Um, great person, great personality. And I knew I had to have her on the show. Welcome, Tina. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Yes. Thank you. Before we dive into whatever we're going to get into today, just kind of let us know, who are you? Who am I? Man, isn't that a uh, loaded question? (laughs) Yes. Any direction you want to take that. (laughs) Um, It's an interesting question too, because I feel like I was going through a identity crisis for a while. So um, I'll try and keep it as quick as possible. But basically I retired from the Marine Corps in 2015 And I had spent my entire adult life as a Marine. So when I got out and I was just thrust into this civilian world to do whatever I wanted to do, I kind of had an identity crisis because I had always associated with being a Marine. Like that was the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say like, I pretty much had a journey over the past four to five years where I didn't really know who I was. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't sure what my purpose was or what I wanted to do. Um, but I did know that I basically, I had a fresh start and that I could do like whatever it was I wanted to do. So that was cool. Um, now I don't really know what I identify with (laughs) as far as identity. Uh, but I am someone who obviously loves content creation and creating. Um, I learned that, I enjoy being behind the camera and behind the computer, creative, creating things more Mm -hmm. so than in front, which is not to say that I can't be in front if I'm creating it for content. Um, (laughs) So that I really love. That's been a big part of my life. And I kind of had abandoned that for a while. Um, Lifting, being, you know, fit, fit for Mm me um, and healthy has always been a big part of my life. I don't know, but other than that, I am a dog mom to three dogs. Uh, my boyfriend Kyle and I live together here in San Diego, and I'm just—I uh, don't know—like I'm a forever student of life, and I love learning. And I guess that's all I can say about who Tina is right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, and I, I can definitely associate with that life lifelong learner. It's just that's so important, and I feel like, I mean. I, I'm going to totally butcher whatever that quote is. I'm thinking it's on top of my head, but it's like something about, you know, like, you know, you, you, you never you stop aging or you start aging once you stop learning or something like that. Like you're just, your, your mind, you got to keep yeah. that mind going and just always looking for something new learning. Even this is something simple. I mean, that's like, it goes back to even think about like, you know, I don't know about your grandparents. I always remember mine, you know, every morning doing the um, Crawford puzzle in the, <laughs> in the newspaper, just something simple just to keep their right. mind going. That's awesome. For sure. Um, going back to like when you were in the Marines, 
Mm-hmm. When, when, what would you say were some of like the lessons that you, you know, kind of learned through that, just like self-development that have kind of helped like, with your career moving forward nowadays? Yeah. Um, so the Marine Corps was great. It definitely did have a lot of, um, negatives as well, you know, mm-hmm. so it had its goods and its bads for sure. And I think some of the biggest takeaways after now, you know, looking back and I've been out for since 2015, um, was no one cares more about your career or your success than you do. And even though in the Marine Corps, we are there to help each other, we're on like the same mission and, um, you know, whatever it is that we're doing, we have like kind of like one team, one fight mentality for the big overarching picture. Mm -hmm. But when it came to the individual Marine, um, you really did have to, I guess, not just be a self-starter, but you had to take initiative a lot more often. And yes, you do have leaders like you being told what to do all the time, but also if you want to get ahead, you had to show that you could think outside the box, that you could adapt quickly. You know, things change, um, being able to just kind of roll with the punches. We have this term called Semper Gumby, which basically <laughs> means you're constantly flexible. Like no matter, you know, something could be written like this is what's going to happen or this is what we're going to do. And 99% of the time it did not happen that way. So just being flexible and able to adapt. And I think the other part um, about that quote, I said, like, nobody cares more about your success or cure than you do is something that always stuck with me because even though we have leaders and I can really relate this to how it is now, like we have, mentors and coaches and peers who they want to see us succeed and Mm -hmm. they are going to help us along the way, but ultimately, you know, it's up to us and yes, they do care to a certain point, but they don't care as much as we care. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? So I think just that drive and having perseverance to overcome things has been something that, um, has stuck with me since then. Yeah. It, gosh, that's something that I really have to have, you know, that kind of like the deep talk with a lot of my clients and such when they first, mm-hmm. you know, come in, you know, they expect that it's like, all right, I sent it for coaching. Now I'm going to lose all this weight. And it's like, but you, only if you put in the work, like I, right. I, I can tell you, you know, everything that you need to know, I can pretty much give you the game plan. That's going to lead you to success. But if you're not the one executing it, it nothing's going to change at all. If you don't change. Right. Uh, yeah. What's something I think that, that's a tough lesson though, for people to learn too, you know? Yeah, it, it, it really is. A is. Lesson. <laughs> it is. And it's, it's, it's hard because, you know, I think so many times where some people come from a background where they're used to just everything kind of be handed to them and, mm-hmm. you know, or just, you know, letting life happen instead of, you know, making life happen, you know, the way they want it to. Right. And what do you do? Like, if you have times where it's like, maybe you're struggling with like keeping going and kind of keeping that motivation or, you know, maybe you're lacking discipline on some days, like, how do you keep propelling yourself forward other than like what you learned through the Marines, but like right. common day things, what keeps you going? Um, I think, you know, for me, I struggled with this for a long time and it's, it's interesting that you asked this question because my intro episode for my podcast that I told you, I just started <laughs> was kind of talking about this. Um, and I had also posted something in my Facebook group and it kind of leads me back to 2019 where, Um, I was still 
nutrition coaching. So I was still doing online coaching and personal training and um, coaching CrossFit and all that stuff. And I had applied for NCI's full scholarship. So I'd already done their level one and a couple of their other things, but I applied to have like the full package. Mm -hmm. And I was going through my notes the other day and I came across it and I reread it and I got I got emotional because I was like, holy crap, like this was just two, well, yeah, still two years ago because it's 2019. Yeah. <laughs> so we're still in the beginning of this year. And basically, um, I had struggled or I would say lost trust in myself because I hadn't been keeping commitments to myself. And when you are in the Marine Corps or when you have a coach or mentor or someone who's holding you accountable, it's, I mean, it's not easy, but it's easier to follow through with what you said, because you have someone there, like, you know, holding you accountable, you're checking mm -hmm. in with them and they're looking over you. When I got out, um, there were several things that I, at the time thought I was passionate about, said I wanted to do, started to do it. And then, you know, went balls to the wall for lack of a better term for about a month. And then I was like, nah, and then I move on to something else. And mm -hmm. I just kind of went in that circle for a long time of starting something and then stopping, starting something else and then stopping. Mm -hmm. Um, and in 2019, it, it really, I mean, I wish I could get some, some like tactical act step, but it really just took a lot of internal deep work mm -hmm. and deciding on smaller things. Like if I was going to do something, it wasn't yes. something huge. It was a smaller goal or something that I wanted to accomplish. So more, you know, like bite-sized chunks rather than like some huge elaborate yes. thing. And then I would accomplish that and keep that commitment to myself. And I had even bought this bracelet. Um, I actually wear it all the time. I just so happened not to have it, but it's has a scroll inside of it. So it's a little like silver tube. And when you unscrew it, it has um, a piece of paper in it. Mm -hmm. And so like my mantra for all of 2019 was keeping the commitment. And it's still a mantra that I have I like for myself. Um, you know, I was using the hashtag all the time, just something I kept top of mind. And so I started with smaller things and then eventually kind of built up and that application that I'm talking about, I had done one of the, when NCI was still doing their summer, like shredding down challenges and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I applied and, you know, I still, I went through the whole thing. I committed, I finished, turned in the progress pictures, regardless of how how well I thought I did. Mm -hmm. And then eventually that led to me keeping another much bigger goal and commitment to myself, which was finally competing in a figure competition, which was a goal I've had for years. I mean, probably since I was in middle school, like a teenager. Wow. Um, and I doubted myself towards the end because I knew I wasn't going to be super shredded stage lean, like ready, like what you see, like some of these pros and stuff, but I was like, you know what? No, this is my best. I didn't work this hard for this long. I'm going to get on stage and I'm going to follow through. So it was just the practice of actually following through, starting with smaller things to much bigger things. And it helped me regain trust in myself. And um, I think over the past two years since then, I've, I've done that. Like I've just continued to, if I'm going to commit to something, 
regardless of if I fail or if it doesn't, you know, the outcome isn't what I hoped it would be. Um, the feeling of just accomplishing that was, was worth it. The journey was worth it and the lessons learned were worth it. And on the days that I feel like unmotivated or like, crap, I don't want to go sit behind my computer for 12 hours mm -hmm. today. Um, I think it, a lot of it has to do with, I love what I do now too. And my mission is not, it, it's not just for me, it's for other people as well. Um, mm -hmm. but again, it just falls back to keeping the commitment to myself. And again, I wish I had like a tactical action step that would just help someone they could start doing. But if I were to say anything, it would be just to start small, Yeah, start small. I, I think, I think that statement in itself is huge because, and, you know, and I often, I, I talk about that a lot with my own journey myself. Like I always jokingly say, if, if I would have said back in 2019, I'm going to lose 150 pounds this year, mm -hmm. I would have, I would have given up early on. So I would have said, who the hell am I to lose 150 pounds? Like I couldn't believe I could lose 20. Um, right. And so it is, it's just small wins stacked on each other and right. over time. And, and you just, it gives you more reasons to accelerate more often. Like, yes. I don't, yeah. Like when I start with clients, it's like, I always say like, what is your small goal? Like that first small goal that you can achieve in the next month or maybe even the next two weeks, maybe even by the end of this week that we're on, like, what can right. you do now? And then we'll also talk about your long-term goals because those are important, but what do we need to focus on right now to keep that momentum going and building that? Yes. Yeah. I love that. I think, um, because momentum, like these little wins, you start to build momentum and along with that comes confidence. And then, you know, it's just like the, like you said, it stacks and it builds upon each other. So totally yeah. agree. After you, so you mentioned you did the bodybuilding and I know you've also done mm -hmm. CrossFit and now you're doing some, um, powerlifting, which is awesome. Yep. I think I definitely <laughs> want to kind of dive into a little bit of that. Did you sure. do CrossFit CrossFit right after the bodybuilding? Um, no. So when I got out of the Marine Corps in 2015, um, I had moved to Alaska. That's a whole different story, but I moved to Alaska for a while nice. <laughs> and, um, I started going to school at the University of Alaska for my degree in exercise science and minoring in nutrition. So this was before I had found NCI or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I was, you know, searching for something. I was mm -hmm. searching for community. I was searching for everything that I had just left from the Marine Corps. You know, I made friends and acquaintances at school, um, but I was like missing something, you know. And a friend of mine who I went to class with, she was like, you should come to this CrossFit class with me. Just try it. Um, God, it sucked so bad. It hurt so bad. <laughs> um, and, you know, like I'm a competitive person. I love all types of sports. I've been an athlete my entire life, but that was a different kind of like pain that I had ever <laughs> experienced. Um, and it didn't matter because the people there, like the community the tribe that CrossFit has built like worldwide. And I know some people joke and saying, Oh, it's like cultish. And Oh my God, if you're, if you do CrossFit, like that's all I talk about is CrossFit. I totally get it. Um, so I started CrossFit in 2015 and then by February or March of 2016, I got my level one training certification and became, I started coaching that. So I did CrossFit for about 2015 till about 2018. And then I kind of did a mixture of 
what I was calling at the time, like power building. So I was doing bodybuilding type movements, but also Mm -hmm. trying to gain strength at the same time. So my CrossFit went down to like maybe two times a week because it was kind of like counterintuitive, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then when I finally decided to commit to that bodybuilding competition, it was strictly just bodybuilding type workouts. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after 2019, cause I was at the end of 2019, 2020 happened. And that was just, you know, what 2020 was. So my God, whatever workouts I could get in. <laughs> what at happened home, during that year? <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. So I just did like a lot of home workouts, whatever I could get done. And yeah. then at the end of 2020, I moved back to California. It was a stressful time. I didn't work out for like three months and stumbled into this gym that a friend recommended. And, uh, this powerlifting gym intimidated the hell out of me, even though I had a lot of experience in lifting, but I was like, holy mm-hmm. crap, this is a different type of vibe. And yeah, now that's primarily what I do and I'm loving it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and you've been doing some competitions recently too, haven't you? Yeah, I did my first competition in July of last year. And then I know I'll compete sometime this year. I just, I don't know what time frame yet. It just kind of depends on what's going on and how long I want to prep and all that stuff. So awesome. Any big goals you're looking at? Um, yeah, so I've been, it's funny because when I first started with powerlifting here and I think a lot of coaches can relate to this, uh, maybe even clients, maybe you've been doing something for a really long time and you do it well, but until I started working with a legit powerlifting coach, I had no idea how much I did not know about technique as far as like the bench press, um, squat. I thought that was my best lift, like my strongest lift. It turns out it's my weakest lift. Like I was just, Mm. I learned how to bench properly. And that is probably my strongest lift right now. Wow. And, and my deadlift is probably my second, but, um, all that to say is, yeah, I think, my, just my goals for me is to continue to improve not only in technique, but in strength. So I had my PRs on the platform at my competition for my deadlift and bench. And then I was about four pounds away from my personal best in squat. So my goals would be just to, you know, improve upon those. Like I'm not doing this to be like a master's awesome athlete, but, um, I just, I love competing and I love the community and being around it and stuff like that. So I think just being a little bit better than I was before, I'd be totally happy. That's awesome. That's awesome yeah. for you. <laughs> I, I've loved, I've loved seeing your like competition updates and or like what you've been doing. <laughs> and it's really cool. It's really, really, really neat. I'm, I'm Thank wanting you. to experiment a little bit into powerlifting. I, um, I'm not doing, I'm still doing most like hypertrophy training, but like I am, my coach is allowing me to do a little bit of like more power focused, um, strength, strength focused on uh, deadlifts this, um, this cycle. So we just started that. So I'm excited to see what that comes out of that, but. Oh, for sure. And it's, yeah, I, I love all kinds of training. Um, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I want to touch on. So for those of you listening, you know, I always ask my guests, you know, just something that, you know, some things that we want to maybe talk about, things we're passionate about. And I want to get your take on what, when you said my firm belief that one person can make a difference in the life of another, let's talk about that. What, what, what does that mean to you as far and where did that come from? 
Um, yeah. So growing up, um, like I'm sure a lot of other people, I had a really tumultuous childhood. Um, my parents love them to death. They did the best that they knew that they could do at that time. Uh, they were both really young. My mom was 16 when she had me. My dad was 20, I think. Um, so just growing up, there was a lot of um, like drug and alcohol abuse. My parents had separated when I was really young. So I had step parents in the mix who weren't very great. And all of these things, just to say that I was surrounded by domestic violence, uh, drug abuse, like all of these things. And my grandmother, and interestingly enough, today's her birthday. So uh, I think I subconsciously picked this date. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Um, birthday to her. Yeah. So she was like my rock, like the one person. Um, Because statistically speaking, people that grew up in my same situation or similar scenarios, um, they ended up going down a completely different path, whether it was starting drugs or drinking early Mm -hmm. or staying in their hometown or not going to school or just not becoming what they could have. Right. Mm -hmm. And I attribute that to her because she's the one person who, you know, like it wasn't, she didn't have any money. We came from really like, like a poor background and stuff like that. Um, but what she gave me was just literally her unconditional love and support in anything that I wanted to do, um, including going to the Marine Corps, which was really hard because I didn't want to leave her. Mm -hmm. But also if I would have stayed in my hometown, who knows what would have happened, right? So um, when I think about other people in my family who, I guess, specifically my two half brothers who grew up in the same the same way because uh they left when I was in high school and they were pretty young mm-hmm. so they had to deal with all of that stuff too somewhere else but they didn't have anybody else like I had they didn't have mm-hmm. a, another grandparent or another aunt or uncle you know just somebody that was like hey I, I believe in you and let's you know what I mean like mm-hmm. just being there for them so I've seen it with them and I've seen it with other people and because I've experienced it. That's why I just, you know, if it wasn't for her, I definitely um, would not have joined the Marine Corps or been as successful in the Marine Corps as I was. And I honestly think that if it wasn't for her, I, I don't know, I might not even be alive, to be honest. Um, my life would have been completely different or I wouldn't be here today. And that's honestly how I feel. So I know I had her for my entire life, but I also believe that one person can make the difference in the life of another, even if it's just like one interaction, Mm -hmm. Um, just being kind, just, you never know what somebody is going through, giving someone a smile, asking how their day is actually listening to someone when they talk to you. Um, I think those little things that a lot of us take for granted are probably the most important things. And yeah, we may not ever know it. You may not ever know that you touched somebody in some way, uh, but just the idea that you could have, um, I think it's worth going that extra step or that extra effort. 
Yeah, absolutely. Do you find yourself now? I mean, I know you have a little bit different role now, now that you're not doing like actually nutrition, like fitness Mm -hmm. coaching and such, but like, even with just what you're doing now and back then, do you find yourself trying to be like that one person for a lot of people that they like to lean on? Um, I think for a while I, I was maybe seeking that, or I wanted that more in a sense to know that I was there or that somebody knew that they could come to me or or lean on me. Um, and I would love for people to feel that way. Like, seriously, I, I'm open and Mm -hmm. want people to feel comfortable around me. And I know they do, but I think before it was more of a, um, a selfish want for a little while, because it was like, okay, this is validating that I'm doing something right. So now I guess just the way you word it, um, it's not that I am looking or trying to be that for someone, you know what I mean? Because it's Mm -hmm. less of, because back then I felt like I was, and it's not because it was disingenuine, but it was also because I was in a space where I felt like I needed that validation because I didn't know what my purpose was in my life at that point. I, you know, I wanted to be sure that I was on the right track. Um, so now it's just a, I mean, my personality and the way I am is a complete 180 from when I was in the Marine Corps. And um, if you knew me then, you would never, like, you would just never believe, like, how much of an asshole I was in the Marine Corps. <laughs> and you kind of have to be, you know. Um, so now I think I'm just, I'm very much more aware. And um, I don't want to say that I have more patience for things that I see or things that I hear. I'm just aware that everybody's upbringing was different. What people are going through, we have no idea. And it takes no effort to be nice, even if someone's being like nasty, you know what I mean? You just never know. So I think I just try and keep that top of mind all the time rather than trying to put out in the world like, I can be, I can be a change for you, or I can be that one person yeah. to help you. Um, I think just, I don't know, trying to be a good human. That's all. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think a lot of it, it just comes down to like, just be, be a good person. Yeah. You know, I mean, and a lot yeah. of that, when you were just talking about that, maybe think about, you know, in, in nursing, we talk a lot about like trauma informed care when we, you know, mm-hmm. we're caring for patients. We always, you know, act like, you know, we're, we're we, we, we treat everyone as if they've gone through some sort of trauma in their life, physical, mental, um, emotional, financial, whatever it may be. And just different tactics of like treating them, you know, that way you're not like maybe triggering them for something you may not be aware of. So if you just kind of take those precautions with everybody, you know, can create, it creates a better relationship between the two of you. Um, But I, I, yeah, I really, I really love that take on that. And, you know, and like you said, like, not really like trying to always be that person for everybody, but like you said, like, sometimes people just need to know that people care. Right. I agree. I think that and- so many times people just, people just start to think, you know, who, who cares about me, you mm-hmm. know? So even if you're not directly talking to them, just sometimes your actions and your words and the way you talk just in general daily basis can come across in a whole different positive way towards them. Right. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with that. And I think 
just the little things, even if you haven't talked to someone in a while, just like, Hey, I want to say hi, thinking about you or something like it, it really does come down to small things. And now, and you know, this as well as I do, we are so connected by social media, yet so disconnected. Yes. Um, and then especially with all the events that have been going on the past two years, it makes it difficult. So I feel like people more and more, especially today are feeling that loneliness, even if they have people in their life, there's still a feeling of loneliness or lack of connection with other people. So, yeah. Got it. Well, lastly, I want to touch on more about this content creation stuff. Cause I know that, you know, that's where you really dive in right now and it's pretty awesome. And, and guys, I've been um, part of, she started up a kind of like a beta group test group for our, uh, for Instagram, just learning more, helping coaches like myself, you know, getting a little bit better at Instagram and it's been tremendously helpful. So, um, you know, that's where I've really gotten to connect with her more and, you know, so Tina, what, why, what like really pushed you to like get into like this content creation space and like, really like what gets you excited about that so much? Yeah. Um, so I've always had a creative side and, um, it kind of started with personal brand photography. So going back a little bit, I did a lot of photography on the side when I was in the Marine Corps. So when I was stationed in Hawaii, I did a lot of homecoming um, oh, nice. shoots. So basically, mm-hmm. you know, when the military service member comes back from deployment, capturing that as they reunite with their family members and stuff like that. And the thing that I love the most about photography and even videography, which is something I dabble in, I'm definitely not, you know, super great at it, but it's all about, I love telling a story through photos, right? Showing that emotion, capturing those things. And when I moved back to San Diego, still in the Marine Corps in 2013, all the way up until 2019. So I had already retired, moved to Alaska, all this stuff. Like I had not done anything like that. And I was still doing creative type things for myself, like posting on Instagram, creating when I was coaching, I created a course, like I did all these things, creating PDFs, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. So I was still kind of, you know, scratching the itch, but I wasn't really fulfilling my creative needs. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really realize that, um, it was such a huge piece that was missing until I randomly got this opportunity to be what's called a creative at Apple. And that was around August of 2019. And basically a creative is, unfortunately, they're not doing it now and they haven't been since COVID, Uh. but it's teaching classes on either how to use the devices, but even more so than that, how to use the apps, like take better photos, how to edit your photos to videos, use GarageBand and make music, like all of the things that you could think of. So that really reminded me that shit, I love facilitating and teaching things and being creative. So, um, I talked to Jason, I was like the summer of 2019. And I was like, man, like, I don't, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Like I want to get out of that out of the nutrition coaching space Mm -hmm. and, but still be in the industry and help coaches because I see that, you know, they need help with photos or having these things. Mm -hmm. So basically I thought that personal branding photography was what I wanted to do because it got me back into taking the photos, editing, setting up little scenarios and stuff. So, you know, people could use their photos for websites, ads, Instagram, whatever Mm -hmm. they wanted to do. 
And it's, it was really great. And I still do it. It's not my primary thing. Um, throughout that time, almost all of the clients that I worked with were like, we love the photos. We have a, you know, a shit ton now. Um, like, but now I still don't really know what to do with them. Like, <laughs> what do I say? Or what do I talk about? Or what, you know, there was this, like, I have all these things, but I still don't really know what to do with them, especially on Instagram and stuff like that. And, um, I had rejected the idea for like six months. Um, uh, I don't know if you know, Edgar, um, it was in Nashville. He was like, you should be doing this. Like, I will pay you if you teach me how to do these things <laughs> for the longest time. I was like, man, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to teach these things. Like, I don't want to get into hashtags and I don't want to get into this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, as time went on. I realized it's not just about the analytics mm -hmm. and the data, right? Cause I don't, I didn't really want to do that. Um, but there was just really a big gap, especially with newer coaches or newer coaches, um, using social media for that aspect. Mm -hmm. So thought a lot about it. And in August is when I decided, okay, like I, I know what I know. I know I can teach people what I know and mm -hmm. help them with the foundations of that and get them to where they need to be. And then they can kind of like move on. And it's primarily like, <clears throat> I know starting out when I was nutrition coaching, there's no way in hell that I could afford to hire a VA or have somebody else do all that <laughs> stuff for me. Yeah. Um, and I know how overwhelming it could be. So just being able to teach other coaches, like, the basics of all of that and help them understand how it all ties in and ultimately help them get leads. Um, it's, I don't know, it just kind of evolved into that. So now I'm doing this beta course and it's been a fun process. It's been interesting. I guess that's why we do betas, right? <laughs> that's right. Um, but yeah, I just feel like I really found what I enjoy doing in the mix of both of being creative, but also educating and helping people like facilitating in that way. So that's where I am awesome. right now. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, it's definitely helped me. So thank you so much for that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, thank you. I'm glad it's helped. It has yes. been. It's learned, learned a lot. <laughs> Still so much to learn, but, but I, I learned a ton. Yeah. Um, so much. I think as soon as you learn a little bit more, it's like, oh, here's like five more things we're releasing today that you can do now. So yep. <laughs> continuous learning goes back to that, you know, forever learning kind of aspect. For sure. Yeah. Um, I always close my show with asking my guest, what are two things somebody could start doing today to better their lives? Hmm, two things today that somebody can do to start bettering their lives. Um, And normally I mean, it's weight loss related, but, but I, you know, with, with, but with your, in your case, you know, <laughs> we talked a lot more other than just weight loss stuff. So like, yeah. so just, just in life in general, I mean, and it could yeah. be related to something we chatted about earlier or something a little bit different. For sure. Yeah. I think like just in general for your, no matter what it is you're trying to do, and hopefully this isn't too cliche, but it's just taking a moment every day to I guess, realize what you have and be grateful for that. Um, I feel like in today's world and society, especially in social media, everything we see, um, we some people can feel less than or left mm -hmm. behind because of what, you know, everybody else's highlight reel. But 
something that I've learned um, over time was just being grateful for what I have, especially knowing my upbringing and stuff like that. And it could be just as simple as, I don't know, like I'm grateful for my dogs every single day because (laughs) (laughs) they just make me laugh and smile all the time. Um, But that is one thing just every day finding or thinking about one thing that you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. And I think that helps tremendously. Um, another thing I'm just gonna say, drink your water. No, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, I don't know that it's something that it can be done every single day, but I brought this with me or I learned a lot about this too. when I was in the Marine Corps about the type of person I didn't want to be. And, um, it also stems from a book I read. It's called, it's not about you. And basically it's thinking others first. So even if you're feeling like crap or if your day is not going that great or whatever, um, and this ties back into what I was saying about making a difference in somebody else's life is, um, just thinking about others first. And I'm not talking about in a grand big way, mm-hmm. it could just even be the smallest thing. And I think that, especially for me, as I've learned can impact your life because you're being selfless or you're doing something nice for somebody mm-hmm. else. And that can just change how you feel and it can change your day as well. So I don't know. Those aren't very tactical. No, but... <laughs> I love those. They're great. They're great. No, that's both super important. And I think everyone, you know, should definitely be doing those things. So awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tina. This has been awesome chatting with you today. I really greatly appreciate you coming in here and sharing your story and sharing a lot of takeaways, you know, with people that, you know, they can really, you know, I think that some of the biggest takeaways from today is just, you know, being a good person. Don't be afraid to just get started and, you know, do what, yeah. you know, your heart desires and not don't just, don't just settle. For sure. Yeah. Um, thank you for having me. It was, it was really awesome. And you hit the nail on the head, like take action, small things. And I think, um, so I don't know if you can see it. Oh, it's backwards, but (laughs) persevere, right. That's, that's tattooed on me because it's all about taking action and just continuing to move forward and take steps. And, uh, eventually you'll get to where you want to be. So absolutely. Just don't give up. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Tina. Thank you. I had a blast. I appreciate you so much. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Shades and Health podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.